scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between, including the pollsters, the ultimate hustlers, aren't they? The pollsters. All right, we get down to business. Obviously, there's a massive election uh, going on. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of everybody doesn't know what's, uh, what about this state? What about that state? Uh, but we, we get right down to business. Whoever wins uh, tonight, I know you might be, uh, people are going to have strong opinions about uh, different candidates and uh, different policies. We're not here to talk about policies uh, here this evening. Uh, either way, we're sports fans. You're not a sports fan. If you're, you know, if you're tuning into the show, you're a sports fan. So whoever wins, really, tomorrow, we're going to be betting on sports, right? And thank God sports are going to be back uh, tomorrow. This is like um, this is like the Simpsons when they had they shut. Is this one of those days when you can't sell beer? Yeah, sorry. Fortunately, they don't do that anymore, right? You couldn't drink in the old days on Election Day. Did you know that Google searches tonight were at an all-time high? Uh, nearest liquor store near me? <laughs> like, Google had never had so many searches as nearest liquor store uh, near me as they have uh, this evening. But whoever wins the election, man, we got football to cap. We're going to be laying it down. We're going to be betting. And the thing that really does matter, and we brought it up uh, briefly at level one, is actually, as far as the election tonight, is sports betting. Uh, where is sports betting uh, legal right now? And eventually it should be everywhere. And we'll, we'll talk about this uh, throughout the hour a little bit. Is I think it's actually, I think it's negligent. I think it's negligent. I don't care what political party you're in. Like any... And we always hear these governors and senators and everyone, they always cry about money. They all make like millions, you know what I mean? They all, they, you ever wonder why politicians spend billions of dollars for a job that pays $130,000 a year for? Hmm. Yeah, that's the real question we should ask. But you always hear these loser politicians, and I don't care what party they're in, they cry about money. We can't do this because we don't have money. And you know, we need to do this. We need to tax you because we don't have any money. That well, well, you don't have legalized weed. You don't have legalized sports betting. You're literally leaving billions of dollars a year on the table. And then you cry about not having money to be voted out of office. I don't care what party you're in. I've always felt strongly about this. I've written angry letters to politicians about this, of all political parties over the years. They're screwing the economy. I don't care what party you're in. Legalized sports betting across the board. This is sports rate. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Renzi throwing it down on this uh, historic night uh, this evening. Or I guess it would be if we, you know, we'd actually know. Uh, no. But as I was just talking about, you know, let's talk about stuff that is relevant in our own lives here. We'll get to some Mac games. Uh, we'll go over to point spreads. Um, yes, it's tough, but we'll, we'll tell you what we think about these games. But 
as I was saying, like they were talking about sports betting. So good job by the voters in Louisiana. Um, good job by the voters in Nebraska. Um, and you see what I'm saying here? Like, I don't even know. Like, Nebraska, like, Louisiana is a red state. Nebraska, I think, is up in the air, leans red, et cetera. But, um, you know, Maryland, Maryland's a blue state. So it, to me, it's not a political thing. And that's the problem with the world today. That's the problem with politics. Ultimately, these parties are all the same, guys. All right. The policies are the same. You know, so one of them wears a red tie, the other one wears a blue tie and whatever, you know. You know, for all like the insane, you know, all the radical left, Joe Biden doesn't even want to legalize weed. He thinks it's a gateway drug. Trump doesn't even care about weed. You ever heard Trump bitch about weed? No. Right? No. Right? Joe Biden doesn't like it. But, right, like perception and reality are always two different things. So, um, so as I stated, you know, to me, I don't care, whatever. We're not getting into policy and all that. But I'm just talking about a sports betting perspective. Like, how annoying is it to you? Like, what state are you in right now? Wouldn't you like to be able to just, you know, legally place a sports bet? Like, do you want to be called a criminal? Are you a criminal because you're betting, like, offshore? You know, no one likes to say that anymore. No, you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, because no one still does that, right? These sites still exist out there, guys, right? Because these states are stupid and they don't legalize it. It's just, it's ridiculous. I don't care what party. And I understand it. Like, I understand in, like, um, like Alabama or something. And not, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know, Tennessee legalized it, so why wouldn't Alabama? You know what I mean? Like, would they, are they more religious in Alabama than they are in Tennessee, et cetera? I mean, it's revenue. I mean, we see, um, I just, you know, it's always bothered me. Like I said, you see, like, hospitals, schools. Like, how many states and, and in Canada as well, provinces, could use the money? Um, and then they don't have money, but they're all willing to raise your taxes all the time. Right. They'll raise your taxes. But it's like, oh, we don't have a choice. We have to raise your taxes. Oh, what about the children? Right. What about the children? It's always like, all right, fine. What about the children? I don't know. Why don't you do like Maryland just did? We can fund the schools with people that are going to bet on Maryland Terrapin games. How's that sound? Well, I don't know. Like if you are literally morally opposed to it, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're morally opposed and you're a state and you're like, we don't have casinos. We don't believe in gambling at all. Right. But. I just think it's, I think it's negligent. I think it's negligent. Like, and honestly, like, look at a state like, like, I'm using, look at California and New York as examples. Look at California and New York as examples. Like New Jersey, they both border states that are the leaders of the industry. Yet they are like the, they are the lower tier of states. Dude, like New Jersey is like the laughing stock compared to New York, right? It used to be people in New York would laugh at New Jersey, oh, New Jersey, whatever, dude. Everyone who lives in New York wants to get the hell out of New York, right? And they moved to New Jersey. So, and I don't know, New Jersey has legalized weed. New Jersey has sports books. Uh, New Jersey has racetracks, sports books. Um, you know, and it's pretty free place. Like New Jersey is a kick-ass state, right? And you're talking about New York, the biggest city in the country. How much money is leaving there? It's preposterous. And I don't understand the hypocrisy and the lunacy of how they can accept wagering in the state of New York on sports bets. They have sports books in Buffalo. All right. So Cuomo hooked the guys up in Buffalo, but he won't let you have a sports book in Manhattan where all the money is. Like, what are you insane? Like, in what sense? In what world does this make sense, bro? Like, it, it doesn't. And, and New Jersey and fine. Let New Jersey rake in all the money. But you look at California, it's the exact same thing. And California, listen, Nevada 
you go to a hotel in Vegas on a weekend, and I'd say that probably about 30, 35, 40%. I think it's that, that you know, on, on holidays, et cetera, but like a, a regular routine, it's 25% and up. Like California really like is a big part of Nevada tourism, okay? It's like a mini vacation, right? You're, it's a couple of hours away. You go, it's a, it's a mini vacation. So it's massive. Yet the, the market of California and the sports betting, like how big would that be? And it's pretty clear. You know why there's not sports betting in California? Because the casinos and the sports industry in Nevada, the gaming industry, pay off all the politicians in California to not allow it so everyone will leave their state. So think about that. Politicians in one state are taking contributions and money from people in another state to deprive their own citizens, the people that voted for them, to help them. That's like the political system in, in, in a whole. It's crazy. Like, it's just, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put it, I'm keeping this in a sports gaming realm here, but it's just, that it just goes to show the lunacy of politics. You know, and it's, they, a lot of problems could be solved. They don't want to solve the problem. They make money by having the problem, right? Well, you know, we make money for the donation. And plus, yeah, what about all the illegal gaming? Yeah, well, whatever. You know what I mean? We'll bust them every now and then and take all their money and let them do it again. And, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't care what political party it is. I don't care what state. Um, you know, you look at the Canadian government. These guys are rich, too. And I say rich as in, like, hypocritical. Like the Canadian government has sports betting already. You can bet it. You can bet on sports in Canada for like the last 30 years, you know, 35, 30 years, 35 years. And but the catch is you have to play parlays. So at first it was cool. Oh, wow. You know, you go to local corner store, 7-Eleven and bet on, you know, play, play a parlay on the NFL Sunday card or whatever. And it seemed cool as novelty. You know, they kind of rip you off with the odds and stuff, but it's cool that they have it yet. They don't want to do single game wagering at casinos in Canada and they keep blocking it. And the thing is, you're blocking something that you own. They like the government owns every casino in Canada. There's no private casinos. So besides the, you know, a few native ones. So they own something, but they don't want to put single game wagering in because the bottom line is they make so much money off the parlay. So they're like, no, we're good. We're already making money. Why do we want to do this? Because we're already making money off of this, the party. Like, they rake it in, right? So, you know, they think it's going to hurt them if they allow single-game wagering at a casino, which is just ridiculous. You'll just make more money. Like, it's just like, like, I don't care what political party you're in. You don't have to be a Harvard math major and economics major to tell these bozos, no, no, actually, you'll just make more money because people will bet the games at the casino and they'll still bet as much at your corner store, jackass. And we elect you. You know, no wonder the virus isn't solved. No wonder, like, the world is, like, economic problems. Everyone's a moron. And, and you know, people elect these people. And I'm not even talking about the, the presidential camp. I'm talking about every state and every province, every politician everywhere. They're all morons, all right? They just are. And, and they get elected. They don't care about you. They care about enriching themselves. And... You know, and it's not about you. You should be able to get your parlay in. It's about funding hospitals. It's about it's about the roads. It's about kids. There is money, right? There is money to be involved uh, in this. Like there, there. It's just 
the system in place, it's too late. You know, you can't put the genie back in a bottle. But uh, ultimately, as I stated, it's nice to see. And I'll tell you what, it, you know, when, when, when people say, oh, Marenzi, you know, West Virginia has sports betting. Are you coming here now? It's like, no, it doesn't mean I'm automatically getting on a plane and going to West Virginia because you have sports betting. But if I'm in the area, I'm not opposed to going to West Virginia now. You know what I'm saying? Like Michigan. Michigan's got sports betting and legalized marijuana. I wouldn't have a problem spending a weekend in Michigan sometime. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Horse race late night. And we'll get into some horse racing later in the week. Uh, so we got Champs League soccer. I want to take a look at that Chelsea clean sheet. I know Chelsea have been great at uh, keeping the ball out of their net. Today we hit Bayern Munich, man. And, uh, you know, Bayern Munich were, were big favorites on the road against Salzburg. Except no fans. You know, home field and soccer without fans really does have an impact. Uh, that's the sport that it affects it the most, actually. So, um, no, you know, no fans. Listen, man, Bayern Munich to me, um, and, you know, I know more about soccer um, than, than we let on in a sense that I've been watching soccer for a long time. And I've been betting on soccer for a long time. And I've seen like a lot of the great teams along the way. And, you know, it's pretty crazy. You know, I've had like some things in my career over the years that are pretty cool. that look back on. I don't even like talk about much. I don't think about much. Like, you know, we did a Major League Baseball game. That was great. I was actually a color analyst for a Major League Baseball game. It's the type of thing. I I saw a thing about how uh, I was on the list. They were like, there's only 3,200 people or something like that ever (laughs) that have done a baseball game. (laughs) Whatever the number was. And someone showed it to me. They were like, dude, you're on the list. They were like, uh, I was like, really? Yeah. They're like, yeah. And I was like, wow, there's not that many. And they were like, no, if you think about it, you know, a lot of these broadcasters have the job for a long time. You know, TV's only been on, you know, 50, 70 years, whatever, radio. Like, right. So it was like, it's only a couple of thousand people have done big league games. Right. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, very, very cool. I did the last ever game. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to go through my uh, my uh, my best of, my best hits record here. But I did the last ever game at the Pontiac Silverdome. The last ever football game played at the Pontiac Silverdome, I did play-by-play for. It was Team Canada versus USA uh, at the Super Bowl. They used to have like a world international tournament of like college players and like uh, junior players and stuff like that. Except that Roger Goodell shut it down because it was costing the NFL money. Paul Tagliabue was big on it, but Goodell wasn't. And they didn't like it. Canada kept winning, too. So it was pissing them off. It was embarrassing them. Um, Canada won. When I was there, we did the the, the game. Canada kicked the crap out of Ohio. (laughs) Basically, it was was they had like the the high school all-stars of whatever state the Super Bowl was in. Except the Super Bowl was at Michigan, except in 
twisted government fashion as we've been talking about tonight. Uh, Michigan doesn't allow the high school players to play in all-star games. Uh, think about that. I don't know. What's their logic? I don't know. They don't have all-star games in Michigan. Like Michigan high school kids can't play all-star games. Um, so uh, they brought in the guys from Ohio. So basically it was like it's high school players that are already graduated, but they're going to college. So like guys that are there, they were committed to Cincinnati and Ohio State and everything. But the thing was, the kids on Canada were like two years older than them. So you'd have these like blue chip 17 year old kids that were like going to Ohio State and stuff. Um, but you'd have like these 19 year old kids from Quebec that were just like big, beefy kids. And they would and football size matters. Right. So the older kids would plow over and it would piss the states off because they would laugh. They'd think we're going to kill Canada at football. Right. I was in Texas. Mick Aussie was there. It was pretty crazy. We were in Texas and um, and Canada played Texas. And dude, and Brian Roberson was there. And uh, Brian Johnson, who went on to be the Utah U quarterback, he's the offensive coordinator of the Utes. He was the quarterback. I go way, uh, way back. I've seen offensive coordinators are old right now play in high school. I was at that game in Katy, Texas. I was in the heart of it in Katy, Texas. I've been to Katy High. That's like the one of the biggest high school sports complexes in America. Katy, Texas. Roger Clemens, uh, you name it, they all played there. Um, they all played at that school. One of the nicest stadiums. I did my show out of the press box there. It was nicer than most pro stadiums I've been at. But I was going to quickly say, I was on the air, guys. I don't know why. I always fall into like being a soccer guy somehow. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know if you want me. But years ago, I was on the air and basically they were like, dude, they were like, we want you to do the gold medal, uh, the, 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 the World Cup championship game, like live in game on the radio. And they said, you know, while the game's going on, you know, you keep people update. We're going to take calls. And I did it during the, uh, the France, um, Italy. What, of course, uh, Zidane. Got kicked out, and uh, Buddy told him, your sister's a slut. <laughs> Part of my language, but, you know, that was basically the gist of it. What was that guy's name? Maserati? What was that guy's name? The loudmouth defender guy? <laughs> he got he got into Zidane's face, and he started talking. He basically said to Zidane, like, uh, whatever, dude. He goes, the entire league has slept with your sister or something. He basically, the guy was like an instigator, right? And Zidane headbutted him. I was on the air live for that, actually. So I've been on the air live for big soccer moments. And I've told I've told the story as well. Um, um, when I was uh, when I was in high school, when I was briefly in high school, <laughs> when I was in high school. I was a good I was a good hockey player. And um, the high school soccer coach came to like the hockey team. And uh, like we didn't play for the high school hockey team. High school hockey sucks. So, like we played for like an elite team type thing. But we went to this school and he knew there was a bunch of us on the team that went to the school. So he basically said, listen, he said, we're really bad. I'm tired of getting killed all the time. And uh, he said, listen, soccer is just hockey on grass. It's the same thing. And Buddy said, you're a goalie. He goes, all you got to do is stop the puck, stop the ball. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right. And uh, word and no lie. It was like a movie. We actually won. <laughs> we actually won. Like we showed up like I was like, oh, we're going to get killed. I remember like telling my buddy before, I was like, this is going to get ugly, bro. I was like, we don't know what we're doing really, but let's, let's go. And we actually won the game and we won again. And then like, we won again. And I got like the other teams were bad, but like we, we kept winning. 
And uh, we made it all the way to the championship, like the, the city championship. Like we actually won our district. And we were like the champions. We won. I couldn't believe it. Like I was in shock. I was like, I can't believe we won. I was like, we're actually the champs. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, now we go on to like the city championships. And uh, we made it to the, the city championships. And we played this team from this place called St. Leonard. And uh, they're all Italian kids. They're all like real Italians. Uh, they're all like a bunch of little, little ventures. <laughs> uh, is Venture still with us? Uh, is, is Venture still with us? So, yeah, they were, they were Italian. And, yeah, we lost like 12-1 or something. Or 12 nothing. I don't think we scored that shit. It was like 11 nothing. I, I forget. It was really bad. Like, we got blitzed. 9 nothing, 11 nothing. I don't know. I was the goalie, too, right? It was bad. I didn't have a hope in hell. I remember I took, I, I'll never forget it, man. Like, it was pouring, pouring, pouring rain. And, like, really raining hard. And there was mud and like water everywhere. You think, oh, it's fun to play in the mud. It wasn't. I remember I was cold. I was like, this sucks. I was like, ah, oh, now the reality. I remember thinking, oh, this is what I expected from day one. <laughs> I was like, now the reality's kicking in. And I remember, man, this Italian kick, he kicked the ball so hard, man. And I took it off the head. And it was like a wet soccer ball off the head. And um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't fun. And I had mud. I fell in the I kept falling in this big puddle. I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> I was like, man, they're going to score anyway. So I really have to fall in this puddle every time they, every time they get near me. Dude, there was like a shooting gallery. I should have had a bulletproof vest on. So like, uh, I kept like falling. <laughs> I was covered. I was shivering after the game. I told everyone on my team off. I, re I didn't get on the team bus. I left by myself. I was like, screw you all. I didn't go to school for like a week after something. It was like, oh, it was, it was, yeah, that's my, that was the last time I ever put on the cleats. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the last time I ever put on the soccer cleats. But I'll always have, I'll always have beating Wager High. <laughs> we'll always have winning the championship against Wager High. Um, and I'll always have the memory of getting drilled uh, by a bunch of dudes that were pretty freaking good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll give them credit. That's where like Martin, uh, that's where uh, Roberto Luongo's from. Like it's a big sports scene there, man. Like uh, we were in over our heads. We were like a bunch of juvenile delinquent kids. Dude, my baseball team, I played baseball. It was right out of the Bad News Bears, except like hardcore. We're in LA, we're playing <laughs> and our pitcher, the cops show up. The cops show up and arrest our pitcher like right before the game. And the thing is, our pitcher was like our best player. Like he was like, he was like, he could, he was the only guy on our team that could like really like had a fastball and he show up and the kid stole a bicycle to show up to the game. He basically like pushed a kid. He stole a bicycle. Like he carjacked, he bike jacked a bike. I mean, he pushed the kid off a bicycle and bright in his uniform. And he, he went to the park where he showed up. The cop showed up and busted him. <laughs> I had quite the, uh, the youth experience playing sports. All right, so, uh, all right, Gerald's asking, how old is it? Well, it's old, that story, or high school. It's like 35 years ago. It was actually in a newspaper and stuff. I like to find it. Uh, it actually, there was a little blur about how, like, uh, West Hill High School wins championship and stuff. That was the same school, Captain Kirk. I was talking about Captain Kirk. Same, same, uh, same school as Captain Kirk. All right, so I was about, let's get to this stupid Champs League thing as I was talking about I wanted to get to here. 
Uh, so where's Chelsea at? Where are you at, Chelsea? Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. All right, here we go. So they're playing Rens. Chelsea and Rens. All right, so what's the prop here? Chelsea clean sheet. Chelsea, uh, both teams to score. Result in both teams to score. Chelsea and both to score. No, that's not happening. They're not both teams to score. No. Both teams are not going to score. No is minus 118. I know it's tough. I know it's tough to, to like, you know, bet on a shutout. But we'll get into it on the other side, man. And we'll get into some Mac, too. But Chelsea, guys, impenetrable. You want to talk about defense? These guys have been playing great defense. They're an under machine. We cashed a clean sheet uh, last week with these guys. We look to do it again. We'll bang this on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. More trades. Late night continues. All right, shout out to our main man, Yang. Master Control, Midtown, uh, Manhattan uh, tonight. Uh, I know uh, Manhattan's all boarded up. Uh, they were expecting the worst. Um, uh, you know, a lot of cities were expecting the worst, so uh, he had to go through. Uh, fortunately, it's sort of like a ghost town. It's like calm before the storm, right? Nobody really knows. People can't be mad yet about a result they don't know about. Uh, but there's always a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, Yang's cutting the tapes. Uh, we've got uh, multiple hundreds of uh, radio uh, syndicated uh, networks that he's got to get out to. Um, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, Yang the other night's telling me I got a problem with the Rich Eisen show right now. So, like, Yang's got stuff on his plate you don't even know about. But uh, great job by uh, Yang uh, here this evening. Um, considering the uh, the circumstances. Um, all right, uh, so we were talking about Chelsea. I just wanted to you know, quickly talk about this. So, uh, you know, Chelsea, these guys have been a, um, they've been great defensively. And I talk about this. So uh, their last match uh, against Cronasador, uh, uh, 4-0. Chelsea wins 4-0. Against Burnley, 3-0. Chelsea and Sevilla, 0-0. Manchester United, Chelsea, 0-0. I'm almost getting scared here. Chelsea Crystal Palace, 4-0 Chelsea. Um, you know, we're, we're going back a ways uh, right now. So, you know, you you look at these guys. They've been racking up. Uh, they've been racking up uh, the um, the clean sheets along the way. Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, they lose 2-0 to, uh, to Liverpool. They beat Burnsley 6-0. Uh, 1-1 Brighton. Uh, you know, you get, you get the picture here. They're not impenetrable, but... They're they're playing great defense right now. So I I don't know about both teams to score. Um, it's it's minus one eighteen uh, to to uh, you know that's that's the price. But I'm going to play it. We've been playing it. We've cashed a bunch of tickets with this Chelsea Chelsea unders too. No need to get greedy just with the clean sheet, right? It also it's also comes into play with the under. Uh, and you know I'm a big proponent, guys. And this is the one thing I'm a fan of. Like today was Champs League action, and you guys. 
you know, you all know your stuff. You're breaking it down. You're going to take this team and that team. I think oftentimes people overthink things uh, when it comes to the Champs League. It usually, you know, uh, plays to form. But for me, I really have my most success with soccer with in-game. In-game soccer, to me, I'm very good at it. And it's a case where I put, you know, thousands of hours into this, guys, with late-night soccer that I don't talk about on the show here with you, right? You know, especially in my degenerate days. I'm, I don't do it now. I've backed off right now. But I have spent countless hours over the years watching meaningless soccer games at 3 in the morning and 5 in the morning. Like, I could tell you about the Australian League, the Premier Wales League, every league. I could tell you what time each country's leagues are on at. Like, I could tell you, oh, Iceland's high scoring, Scotland's low scoring. You know what I mean? I know all these leagues. And so I've bet a lot of soccer in my life. And I'm not even betting the players, right? I'm not betting the players' names. And I can't tell you, oh, this guy you know, just transferred from whatever. And yeah, it's tough. There's so many teams, right? And you really got to be into it. But what I, I'm good at is just in-game numbers. I understand, like, all right, the team just scored. The totals went to two and a half to three and a half. This team's not going to, you know what I mean? You can tell. Right, yeah, all right. This team's not going to give up more than this. They might score here, and then boom, the alternate in-game totals, guys. That's the way to go to make money. All right, that's the way to go. So basically, if the in-game number, let's say the score is one nothing, and the in-game number is two and a half, take the alternate number in-game at three and a half. So say you might have to lay minus three hundred, minus three thirty, or something. So you're getting that extra goal, that extra cushion. Four goals in a soccer game is quite a lot. Yeah, teams will get there, but you know what I mean? So suddenly you got a three and a half and you parlay that with another one. Suddenly you got yourself a 122 parlay. To me, it's it's almost the equivalent of a teaser, almost in a sense. Like you're buying insurance. You're getting insurance. Like, you know, today, a good example, like FC Porto was two, uh, was a 3-0 final score against Marseille. And, you know, the total's two and a half, but I played the three and a half and it was 3-0. I, I cash. I, I hit the play. Um, so I, you know, I like the I like the alternate in-game totals, and I'm not opposed to playing the you know, regular total as well. I'm a big soccer uh, total player. I like my unders in soccer. Uh, but a play today I like was Bayern Munich, and so Bayern Munich. I was thinking about before. I'll just put him in a parlay before. I can't lay the big juice. I don't really want to start laying goals, goals and a half and two goals. The thing with Bayern Munich is you always got to lay a massive number. So. And to be honest, the game started early for me. I had stuff going on. I got another show. You know what I mean? I got a lot of stuff going on. So I sort of missed kickoff. And I saw it. I was like, oh, I'll get in. So I'll wait for in-game. And then, boom, I see the score is 2-2. It was 2-1 Bayern. And I'm thinking, man, all right, I guess I'll pull the trigger and just put him in a couple. I'll put him in a poll. I'll put, a, put together an in-game parlay here because I want to get a piece of this Bayern game. And then, boom, it was good timing. Just as I was thinking about it, Salzburg scored. And then you got Bayern Munich, who were minus 700 before the game started. I got him at minus 125 with 22 minutes left. There was in the 66, 67th minute or whatever. So 23 minutes plus extra time. And you get the best team in the world at minus 125 against FC Salzburg. And I took them at minus 125. Boom. Boytang scores for them. Uh, a couple of minutes later, it's 3-2. They scored like three more goals, guys. They won 5-2. They just flicked the switch. You just pissed them off when you made it. You know, they just would have beat you 2-1. You could have had some pride, but no, no, you upset them. 
That's 14 consecutive Champions League wins, I believe, for these guys. Um, they're unbelievable. Last year, I was like, I don't know. If people can talk about them being the greatest team of all time or not, and I, I know people want to hate all the time, but all this team does is win. All they do is win. I don't like, if they, what, what do you want them to do? Like the bar is almost set for Bayern that they need to run the table again. That they need to like clean slate this thing all the way through and that'll shut people up. Almost impossible to fathom going through two Champs League competitions without losing. <laughs> right? Almost impossible to fathom. But, um, you know, I'm not going to hold them to that bar, but I'm not betting against them. To me, Bayern Munich are like the Kansas City Chiefs. And we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs today on Game Time Decisions. And I think the Chiefs are the best bet on the board to win the Super Bowl. They're plus 350. It's pretty good odds. And you're at week eight right now. Like plus 350 with good odds for the Chiefs before the year started. You're at week eight. This is exactly like the Dodgers situation. When we said, is it good odds or is it not good odds with the Dodgers? Because anything can happen in a pandemic year. And it turned out, I remember talking. I said, guys, remember we talked about it with Steve Merrill a bunch of times. I brought out, I was like, guys, you're getting a team as good as the Los Angeles Dodgers at plus 400 to win the World Series. And you only have to wait two months of a regular season to cash your ticket. I feel the same way right now about the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. All right. Pittsburgh are good. Kansas City are better. I know Pittsburgh have a better record. Um, I, even if Pittsburgh have home field advantage, I think Kansas City can go in there and beat them. Kansas City aren't unbeatable, but I think Kansas City are the best team in the NFL. And I think they'll get to the Super Bowl. I got Kansas City playing Seattle in the Super Bowl. That's what I think is going to happen. But at plus 350, I don't think it's crazy. Like, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad bet. So, you know, anytime you get these champion, you know, these champion teams, and I'd like, you know, the future. What is the future for um, for Bayern anyways? What is the future market for uh, for Bayern to, to, to win it all? Uh, futures. Plus 270. Plus 270. Who's beating them? Who's beating them? I know they're beat up. I know they're injured, but who's beating them? Man City's not beating, but Man City's not better than Bayern Munich. Liverpool's not better. Liverpool's six. So Bayern Munich are plus 270. The only thing is, this thing takes forever, right? Unlike the football. So for the record, I like the Chiefs at plus 350 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, this stuff takes forever, but I don't think anyone's beating Bayern. So Bayern Munich plus 270. Uh, Man City's plus 440, Liverpool's plus 600, Barca's 12 to 1, Paris Saint-Germain 12 to 1, Juventus, you, it ain't happening for Juventus, come on, uh, it ain't happening for Barca, we go down the list here, like, wh who's the legitimate contender, like, to knock them off, what, Man City, Liverpool, are you buying in that they'll beat those, these guys, I think that, you know, I think the problem is you gotta wait, That that's the problem with this, you need, you need to wait. You don't need to wait to bet on Miami of Ohio. Like, that's what we're going to be doing uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, Bayern Munich. Man, these guys are good. There's so much There's so much negativity in the world now. There's so much, there's so much uh, negativity in the world that, you know, there's always people telling you why something sucks. Oh, yeah, but no, nah, but there's no fans. That was the thing last year I heard about Bayern. I was like, damn, man, these guys, what, they, they swept the board? Was only the second team ever to do this, ever, or something like that? Uh, pretty impressive. Oh, well, it doesn't mean as much because there's not fans. 
It's like, I don't know, they're playing in the same format. <laughs> they're playing, they're, you know, there's no fans for them either. So, so like Bayern doesn't have fans either. Like, I, like that logic doesn't make sense to me. Like they're all playing in the same world, right? They're playing in the same format. There's no better or worse for anybody. It is what it is. And so what, what is it going to be now? Oh, well, no, but this guy got hurt. Oh, no, but like I said, people, instead of just kicking back, and like Bayern Munich, it should be a bigger story than it is even. You should kick back and go, damn, this is greatness that we're watching right now. You know, sheer greatness. Like, um, their their depth is unbelievable, right? That's That's the difference. But anyways, I sound like Nate Silver right now. I'm telling you, I'm tell I tell you I'm a soccer expert. Now I tell you, oh you guys, Byron Munich are pretty good. <laughs> I I hear this, I hear this Clemson team is pretty good at college football, guys. Uh I hear that they are yeah, they have a pretty good squadron. Barcelona minus fourteen hundred against Dynamo Kiev. Uh, let's get let's get to the MAC numbers though. So for the record, I like the under in the Chelsea game, and I'll take the uh, both teams to score. No, I'll take Chelsea to win too. Chelsea used to always screw me too. They were the one team that used to really piss me off in EPL. Like Chelsea, I've been on the wrong side of a lot of Chelsea matches over the years, and usually because I'm on them and I trust them, but I've caught on. And I usually don't bet on their sides; I just bet their totals. And I, you know, like I said, they're damn good defensively. So, Mac tomorrow night, I'm going to approach this from a monetary standpoint. Monetary, as I mean money line. Let's not overthink this stuff. So, the Buffalo Bulls are the best team in the conference. Uh, Buffalo are uh, minus uh, minus 600. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo are minus 600. So, we'll put them in here. You heard Steve Merrill. Listen, Steve's usually pretty stingy, too, with laying points. Steve actually is willing to lay the 23 and a half with Toledo. So let's put the Buffalo Bulls in a money line parlay. All right, let's go with the Western Michigan money line parlay. You know what I mean? Let's just put some chalk money line parlay here. Let's do Toledo. What's this pay here suddenly? Ah, we need more. Oh, we need more. That's not enough. Uh, I do like uh, you put Miami of Ohio in this, and suddenly you got yourself a nice parlay. And then you got uh, plus 150. Uh, then you got yourself a plus 150. But I do like Miami of Ohio tomorrow against Ball State. That total is a little light, too, guys, at 55 and a half. Both offenses are good. The quarterback is back, Drew Pitt. Uh, quarterback for Ball State. Their offense is loaded. Um, they are without some running backs. Uh, they are without some running backs. I don't understand, man. Like, Ball State are a trendy pick, but I'm going against the hit. I've never been trendy, so I'm not a trendster. I don't like trends. I like football trends. I don't like skinny jean trends. I don't like skinny tie trends. It's just sports trend. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci.
minute warning. Another uh, rapid fire, 120 minutes. Always the fastest 120 minutes in uh, sports talk uh, radio. Thanks to Steve Merrill for stepping up and in uh, earlier and joining us. So as far as the Mac uh, tomorrow night, uh, Kent State minus four and a half. So we encourage you to tune in to, uh, to Game Time Decisions uh, tomorrow. Six o'clock on many of these same radio stations. If, if not, uh, tell your radio station you want it. But if not, uh, just go over to uh, Sports Grid. Uh, sportsgrid.com, Sportsgrid uh, YouTube page. You can follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. I always post uh, links, uh, but you know where to find us. Uh, but we're going to break down all these MAC games right off the top tomorrow on the program, a, a mini MAC uh, conference preview. Uh, tomorrow we'll get into the NFL as well, but quick line check right now. Eastern Michigan getting four and a half at Kent State. Uh, one thing, guys, Eastern Michigan seem to have a lot of, um, the, a lot, lot of parts they're rebuilding here. Uh, so East, Eastern Michigan, Kent State, Kent State could be worth a look here, four and a half. I'm leaning with Kent State. I think Kent State get it done. So uh, Kent State minus the four and a half. Western Michigan's laying a massive number on the road here. Tough uh, minus 18 and a half in the first game. I do like that Kent State number at minus four and a half. I do like Miami of Ohio. Uh, we'll take them on the money line instead of the one and a half. But I don't know. The number keeps coming down. So maybe it'll come down to one or a pick them even. I think this game's going to go over the number of 55 and a half. We talked about it. Both teams have good offenses, and uh, both teams have good quarterbacks. Remember Blaine Gabbert, his his brother Brett is the quarterback. He's been there before. He's good. Uh, Brett Gabbert's a good college quarterback, good especially for his team and his conference. And and the kid Pitt is his name on Ball State's very good as well. So there there should be points put up. They're both experienced teams too. So they're both experienced teams. There's a history between these two teams. Um, you know, like I said, I don't care really. There's no fans at, at the Miami game. I think Miami of Ohio are the play. Buffalo are damn good. And I just have a hard time, man. You know, I'm old. So I remember, you know, in my day, Northern Illinois used to be real good. So it's hard to accept that the Buffalo Bulls are 13 and a half point road favorites. But you know what? I think Buffalo smoked. I think Toledo rolls as well. Tune in to Game Time Decisions. Follow me on Twitter, and we'll give you all of our max picks. Other than that, you're on your own. Hey.